That was like hellfire juice just jizzed all over my throat. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch. As always, I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. Minus. And that's Bryce. And before we get to our movie for this episode, we've got a little, how should I say, unfinished business. <laughs> uh, I'm not so You mean regrets? I, so I have zero regrets. That so regrets that I'm just going to point out that you were so certain about You know Ash. what? Brett was too. Brett yeah. was um, too. I was okay, too, but so I was, I was smart pretty certain not to agree. But I was not your level of certain. <laughs> you knew so, 20 minutes in, within 20 minutes in. You knew. So to be clear, for those of us who don't know what we're talking about, if you listen to our last episode where we talked about Lethal Weapon, uh, we had a little gentleman's agreement. It was a bet between Brett and myself, and Ash naively jumped in on the bet. Oh, whatever. And so uh, the <laughs> the bet was that Martin Riggs in Lethal Weapon would not dislocate his shoulder. Both Brett and Ash were absolutely positive that he would dislocate his shoulder, and I was not. I was I was pretty sure. I was like, yeah, of course, I'll take that bet. Mm. Man, I, fuck that up. Yeah. And of course, you later up. revealed he did dislocate his shoulder in all three of the other movies. Yeah. Just not all, the first All of one. them except for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? I was right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you're I, also I had a right like to the be fucking so IMDb hound. Yeah, <laughs> you cheated. No, I did cheated. not look that up on IMDb. Anyway, the bet the 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 stakes of the bet was a shot of Bekarovka. Yes. Do do you have the bottle? It's a regret. Do I? I Bryce, go get the bottle. So, Brett, while we're getting the bottle, what is Bekarovka? Bekarovka is a beverage that my old landlord. Uh, brought over and was like, I don't know what to do with this. And <laughs> <laughs> please take this away from my family. That, he begged me to make him the way a good drink it with it. Spelled. Oh, it's a product of Carlsbad, it says, but then it says product of Czech okay. Republic. Carlsbad? I think it's an import of Carlsbad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Czech but, uh, sounds yeah, Bad is the in the name. Oh, yeah, here you go. Oh, it's a liqueur? Yes, it's, it's a liqueur. Fucking awful it actually it's cologne is and what tastes it is. like cologne uh-huh. like the muskiest like that fucking anchorman sex panther this is what it is oh, God. so it's yeah. a check liqueur that smells like cologne yeah, yeah i mean do you have you smell you smelled it right Look, i have Sam's not gagging already i smell like, like, nothing I have to leave the room. nick, nick smell the smell the stuff this. so you know what what fucking pain we're going through yeah this is your fault this is the the horror that you No, this is your guys's fault this is not nick's fault <laughs> it smells like sweet cologne Oh, God, please stop talking to me. You want to try it too, Nick? No, no. As a matter of fact, I want to drink, so I've got a drink that people enjoy. I'm going to finish off this bottle of Captain Morgan. It looks like a drink you've been enjoying. Shit. (laughs) It's got almost a shot in it, so I'll be enjoying myself along with you guys. All right, time to pay the piper. Where's your drink, Brett? Okay. Cheers. Nostrovia. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> oh my oh it burns mm. <laughs> why does it burn oh my god my throat 
Oh my god, it uh, burns. Captain tastes so good. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. oh god. I not be here. You know, we can make another bet if you ever want to try again, but I done told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best it's ever been. Oh my god, oh, I'm Fuck dying. you, Nick. Oh Cherub, is, Cherub is very concerned for your yeah. health. Go oh. away, dog. Oh my god. Oh, it's You're in still pain. Burning. She's trying to take care of you. That is the worst. And we've done a lot of shit oh, on oh Let's Drink, and that's the worst. Now, I'm not going to say I'm a movie trivia master, but if you want to say it, that's okay. Oh, God. I'll say it. You're a you're, movie trivia master. Please get all of the Becca out of this You're room. a movie trivia uh. bastard is what you are. Feels <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good, you guys. That, I tried to drown it with some wine, and that cut straight through the wine and just oh. made it bad. Oh, also, it's like the lightest wine. You picked the wrong wine. If you want to see uh, Brett and I suffer like that anymore, feel free to watch us on Let's Drink, where we suffer through things that I would like to say aren't as terrible as that. Though we do have a Bekarovka episode in the works with Sam that eventually someday will come out. Thrice, uh, you have served us curdled milk. <laughs> Let's Drink is your uh, drink review show on YouTube. Yes. Um Comedy and drink review show. I really have no sympathy for you and any gross drinks because <laughs> you choose the drinks and you subject innocent guests to your drinks. And that's not that the figurative show. you. That's Ash. I don't yeah. pick those. <laughs> 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 so now that I've had my fun, perhaps we should move on to why we're all gathered here today, which is the next movie in our series. And so I think we've been fairly negligent for a while. We've been... Uh, We've been inviting our listeners to suggest movies for us to watch, and we've been so selfish, and we've been watching all the movies we want to watch. We finally had someone call us on our shit. So, yeah, we're going to watch somebody's suggestion, but we're also going to sort of uh, take advantage of it to continue on my path of slowly turning this podcast into a Richard Donner-only podcast. <laughs> Uh, so you wonder Donner. the connection, but there is a connection. The movie that we're watching this time is Sandlot, uh, which was recommended by our listener, Ralph Varlaze. Ralph Varlaze, he already gave me shit for, for pronouncing it wrong I'm online. I'm sure we're pronouncing it wrong again. I believe it's Ralph Varlaze. And, uh, it sounds so, yeah. kind of Italian. You should know this. Yeah, Varlaze. <laughs> Sandlot from 1993. Directed and written by David M. Evans. And at this point, you're wondering, who's David M. Evans? Yep. And so this is actually, I did dig just a little bit through IMDb trivia because I found an interesting little thread here. Because David M. Evans wrote and directed this movie. And then before, yeah, the movie before this that he wrote and did not direct was Radio Flyer which was a, a script that he wrote in film school that got just a huge amount of buzz. Every studio was excited about it. There was this bidding war. They bought it, and so they hired him to direct the movie. Hmm. And it turns out that they got a little skittish. They paid a lot of money for the script and decided, I don't know if I want this guy to direct this movie. So instead, they hired Richard Donner to direct Radio Flyer. So that ties go. us into our Richard Donner theme. I think we need to change the name of the podcast to the Donner Party. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Donner Party. 
So David M. Evans seems to me as sort of this this guy who tells stories about kids, you know, which which we've talked a lot about, you know, movies being told from the perspective of kids is something that I really like. So he wrote both Radio Flyer, then Sandlot, and then First Kid, that movie with Sinbad. Um, oh, oh. Beethoven, Sinbad. Uh, Beethoven's third and Beethoven's fourth. So the third and fourth Beethoven movies. And then apparently there was a Sandlot 2 that I didn't even know about. Whoa. Yeah, and I don't know if that would be worth getting into or not. And so this is clearly a uh, a cast of almost exclusively kids. So the only actors that I recognize in this movie are the adults, including, if I remember correctly, one of my, one of everybody's favorite actors who kind of sneaks in and steals the show at a certain point. Wait a minute. There's adults yeah. in the Sandlot? Yeah, I think they're, they are not seen much. I just imagine it like um, the Peanuts, you know, like the feet come in. Yeah. I don't remember any adults. Yeah, I think it's well, a little one. Like okay. Yeah, one. Yeah, we might be thinking of the same one because somebody kind of comes in and, and steals the show, I think. At least mm-hmm. I seem to remember. I don't remember this movie well. It's been a very long time. And I'm guessing... so. Sam, you've seen it. Yes. Yes. Ash has not seen it. I know <gasps> nothing. I know that oh. there will be really? sand and a lot of it. <laughs> uh, <wow. laughs> That's all I know. I'm surprised that this one missed missed your watching. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about it except that people always say that it's really good. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. Is that where this is from? That's what I said to Bryce, but I don't think he knew what I was talking no, about. No, we uh, didn't know. Bryce has also not seen it. And I said, you're killing me, Smalls. And of course, that was pointless because you didn't know what I was talking about because he hasn't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I remember there was a guy in my college dorm and that was like his catchphrase. He would always say that to people. So I've seen this movie, uh, but I have a memory problem where this movie and Little Rascals are the same movie. Oh, Never. No. Mm. Why? And no. I know that they are very, very different, but I cannot separate them in my mind. I think Little Rascals is better than Sandlot, but the Little Rascals movie that you're referring to is worse than Sandlot. But the original Little Rascals is clearly better. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the TV, or not TV, the movie with like Whoopi Goldberg. I was like, what? Sandlot. Was Whoopi in the Little Rascals movie? (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Wow. Yeah. It was Whoopi and then. No, I want to say it was Gina Davis, but it wasn't. It was the um, it was the mom from Back to the Future. Leah Thompson. Oh. She was, she was the ballet teacher in Little Rascals. You remember a lot about that movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I may or may not have it on DVD. Well, anyway, I remember. I I, I feel like I remember how or uh, what the main plot of of this film is, and it was awesome when I was a little kid. And man, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it because I have nothing but positive memories of this. Yeah. But yeah. So, oh, what do you, what, who's next? Me? I mean, frankly, it's surprising, Ash, that you don't love this movie because this is from 1993, oh, which we've already year. established. Yeah, it's my year. <laughs> That's the magic year. 
Oh, I think that bodes well for for the ratings, though. I, I think Ash is going to love it. <laughs> did you see that there's a Sandlot 3 as well as a 2? I did yeah. not. Yeah. I guess David M. Evans wasn't involved with that. So many Sandlots. So I have a... a I don't remember this movie well. I remember it being pretty good, but I don't remember it just rocking my world. And and I I conflate this movie with... I don't know if any of you would have remembered there was a Pizza Hut commercial with the kid who played in right field. And the commercial had this whole song about the kid who played in right field. No? Is Those this are a two movie? very specific things. Yes, it's a baseball yeah. movie. Oh, that's that's why I, 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 I remember... I don't oh remember who God. the kid was. I don't remember the commercial. You're on your own, Nick. Don't All right, I, I'm going to lean on our audience. I know somebody else out there remembers the Pizza Hut commercial with the kid who plays right field, and that song will get stuck in your head. It's one of those commercials that they put on the VHS tape before, like I think it was on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles VHS. How old are Before you? the movie. Old enough. <laughs> but somebody out there will remember that that commercial, and it's very much... I'd like to think they just kind of ripped off Sandlot when they made that commercial. So I think it's going to be pretty good, but I don't think it's going to like rock my socks. Not going to rock your socks. Is it? So you don't think it's worth the? Everybody talks about it, but I don't know anything about it. That can't be a good sign, right? Well, Uh, you've heard people say you're killing me, Smalls. Yes. So that's that has gotten into our culture. But I knew more about Goonies than I did. I guess I saw Goonies. But. Yeah, I'm going to say Goonies is a more important movie. Okay. What? Oh. Agreed. What? Agreed. <laughs> ah! uh, yeah. How do I? How am I friends with you? So, people? Sam, what? it sounds like you're expecting something good. This is amazing. This movie is so good. Wait, Sam, is it I- cheesy? No, <laughs> it's so good. It's like, it's not, so it's not cheesy like Goonies was and like, like it's very realistic from my memory, like. Is very real of what it's like to be a kid. So it's not like it's not like the wish fulfillment, you know, like we were talking about, where it's like this is what you wish your childhood was like as a kid. This is like really what it was like to be a kid. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Absolutely, I think that's true. But and we'll talk about this after we watch it. But I think there's yeah, there, there's more to that. I wouldn't necessarily call it realistic, but I would say it's true to the child's experience. So Bright has Bright. Bright. Bright hasn't Bright? seen this. Bright. Rainbow That's Bright. new. A hybrid of of Bryce and Brett. That's that half ounce of Captain Morgan talking. <laughs> I really like Rainbow Bryce. <laughs> so Bryce hasn't seen this. What are you expecting? I mean, I've definitely heard it's a classic, you know, giant sandworms. Uh the spice gives us life. Uh, you know, you always hear about this one. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. All right, excellent. All right, so yeah, yeah, Nick, Nick, take us out of here because this intro is going on forever. forever. All right, sounds good. So we're going to check it out. We're going to watch Sandlot. And uh, if you have not seen Sandlot recently, then you should pause the podcast, watch Sandlot, and come back afterwards. Uh, Wipeout! <laughs> oh my god, this is the drunkest I've seen Brett in a while. Oh. 
So we're back. We just Make- finished watching The Sandlot. And before we get into the movie, I need to set up a little bit of a timeline. Before we recorded, we did the Bekarovka shots. Oh, boy. Then there was a uh, train of drinks that happened after the Bekarovka shots, Wait, trying to flush away the Bekarovka shots. Bus, just throw us under the bus. Uh, so now I had a glass of wine with a metal ice cube in it, which is fucking classy. Is it? And Is it? I think you're lucky that glass hasn't shattered. This whole bottle of quack, which is my favorite beer. And you'd know that if you watch Let's Drink, you cretins. (laughs) Oh, boy. So today's review of The Sandlot. um, (laughs) Brought to you by alcohol. Thank you, alcohol. So, Sam, you thought that The Sandlot was accurate to how it feels to be a child? That's not what I said, but I do agree with that statement. I Mm. think it was accurate to how a child sees the world. And like sees things happening. Isn't that kind like, of the same thing? No. But similar. But similar. Yeah. Yeah, similar. No, but yes. No, but yes. Yeah. Now, now I'm finding myself not remembering what Nick said. So, mm. So you know, I now, now you've seen the actor, in my opinion, you kind of snuck in at the end of the movie and kind of stole the show. I think that James yeah. Earl Jones ended up being <gasps> Darth the star. Vader? Oh my God. Those kids... Definitely should have been scared the whole time, but not of the dog of Darth Vader. The dog was actually adorable. Yeah, <laughs> he was really cute. Really cute little doggy. I wanna, I wanna immediately drop the dissenting opinion here. I don't think James Earl Jones stole the show. I feel like every kid was better than James Earl Jones. <laughs> really? I didn't let the gravitas of his deep voice sway me. All of the kids' performances, except for Smalls and Rodriguez, really felt to me like. The director fed them a line, yeah. then started the camera, and they said the line. Yeah. What about Chunk? What? Wait, no. No, Chunk. I disagree with that. What's that kid's name? There was a lot. Like, the kid uh, with the ham. glasses, like, everything ham. he said, I was like, somebody just told you to say that, and you're, like, way overreacting it. Although it's pretty bad. After the uh, vacuum cleaner explosion, that was the best delivery yeah. ever. The, we've been I going about that. this all wrong. I blame myself. I still don't know what kid that was, though. It was the older brother of the one brother who says something and the younger brother repeats him. It was the older brother. Yeah, yeah. Did you find yourself learning all the characters' names while they were going over the summary at the end? Yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, that was his name. Definitely. Can I say, though, my favorite quote of the movie, though, is, It's about time my clothes are going out of style. Yeah. What? So bad, but so good. Yeah, that kid was pretty funny. Like when he was playing catcher and he's heckling the batters. Yeah. He had yeah. Some, some good zingers. So the video editor and me died every time there was a fucking star wipe. My God. That was only during that one section when they were doing like it a It doesn't matter. One star wipe is too many. Too <laughs> many. Hey, if if Lucas can do goofy wipes... Anyone could put wipes in their shitty movie. I disagree. Lucas does good wipes, and his wipes are effective. Lucas does ridiculous wipes, and I noticed them, and it's it's in a good movie. So did ridiculous. you notice them in the new Star Wars? Because they were the new Star Wars, too. I noticed several of them. The... <laughs> <laughs> There's a few of those. I probably missed a few, though. But it's, it's, you know, I've seen original Star Wars, like, too many times. I need to see new Star Wars too many times. And then we'll find all it's, of them. It's still fresh. It's still like, what, nine months old. 
I think no. it worked in it, this movie because at that point in the movie, we had fully transcended to a Roadrunner cartoon. Have and you I'm, ever seen a star wipe in a Roadrunner cartoon? And I'm not sitting here saying that that was a good way to tell a story, but I think it was accurate to the tone they were playing at that point. See, I liked the um, not cheesy but whimsical vibe of the movie. I, I did like that. And I liked, you know, they even did it with their selection of lenses. Like they shot a lot of close-ups with wide angle lenses, which gives you that cartoony look to mm-hmm. faces. And I really liked that. But I just, I'm not okay with star wipes ever. <laughs> there was quite a bit of whimsy in the movie for sure. But uh, you didn't you didn't think the, uh, hey Smalls, you got a fireplace? <laughs> You should burn the hat. Oh, yeah. That was a little cheesy. Everybody was hating on that hat. I had such a problem with that hat. So I was was okay with that. Yeah. After seeing Goonies and this, I've come to a realization that fat kids in movies like this are the device they use. If this were a movie about adults, that character would be an alcoholic. Yes. But instead... To fill that role in an ensemble, they have the fat kid. Yeah, and I, I'd like to counter with it. He might also be Jonah Hill. Oh, like a young Jonah. He Hill. He does look I like see that, or an older Jonah Hill, rather. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, Bryce made the same comparison. He said he looked just like Jonah Hill. But yeah, it's interesting looking back on these like '90s movies when it was like okay. I guess, to make fun of fat kids? I don't know. There's a lot of, like, making fun of fat kids. But they didn't actually... I don't know. I don't feel like they really made fun of... Really? You didn't think they were making fun of him when he grabbed an entire ham steak off the table and shoved it in his mouth for a bite and then threw it back on the table before getting a hot dog and putting it in a bun and then running off to play baseball on the 4th of July? Like... That was very, like, over the top. I totally missed that. And I felt like a lot of the kids were just grabbing food quickly because they were trying to, like... He was the only kid that grabbed food. They played up the fat kid angle at that point. Yeah, they really did. And they also played up, like, the sexism. There was a lot of, like, anti-girl comments in this movie. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to defend that, but that is the way 10-year-old boys talk. That's how I felt about it. It wasn't, like, objectification, but it was kind of, like, that innocence of, like, ew, girl. I don't know. That was a pretty pedophile moment where the kid was like, I'm going to drown myself just so I can make out with this hot chick. Like, there was a lot of, like, and then he ends up marrying her? Like, what? What's like, I feel that's like, not okay. I feel like this movie is supposed to be like this story of Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez, the famous baseball player, but I feel like it's actually the orange origin story for Michael Paladoris, serial rapist. Yeah, he that kid was really <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Super weird. I don't know. And way to objectify 16-year-old girls in your movie. Yeah, like they really I don't they like I don't know, like, and the worst insult in the movie was, like, you throw like a girl, like, I... That one was weird. Yeah, like, I, I might, I might disagree with, with the other points. We've been on the opposite sides of this argument previously. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but the, you throw like a girl being, like, the worst insult and the music stops was like, whoa. But yeah. that's how 10-year-old boys talk. 
Yeah. Like that, I am yeah. actually much more okay with than, hey, you just made a movie in which you sexualized a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, and you made her like like that, which is weird. Yeah, like you had a close-up on her ass in your movie. Oh, that was the same girl? I oh, think yeah, that it was, was the same that girl. That was a little weird. Yeah, that oh. was the same yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sam was like, yeah, was- <laughs> Well, they're, they're only going to cast one girl in a movie like this. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> We've got okay. nine boys, also, but one girl. Indiana fucking Jones's girl sidekick yeah. is the mom. Yeah, that's true. Who had yeah. way too much makeup on throughout the whole movie, and Someone and a wasted talent. Please, like she is way too good for that crappy little role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit aside, though, how come the kid doesn't like? Five minutes earlier, he's like afraid of the dog on the other side of the fence. And then five minutes later, he's like, what's wrong? Why can't I go over the fence and get my baseball? And they're like, the dog. And he's like, what dog? And I'm like, what? Like, we just went through this, like, PTSD moment where this kid is, like, freaking out about the dog on the other side of the fence. And then suddenly he, like, has no fear of this dog and doesn't seem to have any memory of it. Oh, oh, when he, like, goes to grab the ball? Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about when the ball like originally goes over the fence for the first time? I thought that was uh, like he didn't realize which fence he was jumping over. No, mm. come on. It's the same fence. Because that was a long line of like shitty uh, uh, fucking plastic fence. Yeah, but he was like afraid of it before. Like th- there were two whole scenes of him being afraid to go near that fence, and suddenly they needed exposition. Like but his, that his make motivation. It good. I- I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> he didn't know his motivation why didn't he make was any sense because he was doing this so that they could deliver exposition. Right, which is it was kind of goofy. That's bad. Yeah, it was funny when the ball first went over the fence. Like the first ball went over the fence. I was like. Wow, we're we're getting to the ball over the fence a lot earlier than I thought. I guess this movie is a lot shorter than I expected it to be. Uh, and then there's like, no, there's a whole extra hour in between the in first between. ball going over yeah. and the second ball going over. Or his like, also his black eye that like uh, you pointed out is obviously gone the next oh, that, day. Yeah, Bryce said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly he just doesn't have a black eye anymore. Was it the next day? It literally was because they said tomorrow... We're going to do baseball again, and then next day tomorrow, and he doesn't you remember have that a black part eye. where the one oh, kid awesome. said, "Tomorrow we're going to do baseball again." We're going to do baseball tomorrow. <laughs> Let us do the baseball. But he said, like he said something like eight a.m., and the kid was like eight a.m. Okay, and I was like eight a.m. Motherfucker, that's early. Hey, do you guys think this movie had anything to do with the banning of chewing tobacco in baseball? <laughs> that is not a stat. I didn't even know that was a thing. So the second they pop that shit in their mouth and they go on the ride, I was like, oh, they're going to throw up. And sure enough, spewing everywhere. I think that music worked very well in this movie, particularly yeah. uh, Ray Charles' version of America the Beautiful for 4th of July. Yeah. The music was great. There, There's something about that song that just captured the, you know, we're out playing in at night in the summer. Totally. 
Totally. That moment yeah. really worked for me hardcore. Or the tequila song when they're like on yeah. the ride. Yeah. Or what was what's that song that you were like? This the, is the trailer, the trailer song. Yeah, Green for, Onions. Green Onions. Yeah. So when the uh, the other baseball team rolls in on their bikes, yeah. and Green Onions starts playing, which is like the song that's in every movie trailer in the nineties. What was the point of that other baseball team? They set them up like, oh, here comes the competitive team, but then they just like beat them. Like, yeah, it wasn't the next like a scene. challenge or anything. It's just no, they just completely. It wasn't I a think big it deal. Was, I think it was to just legitimize like them playing. They were actually good and better than kids that were on like organized teams. They were trying to to do the like myth mythologize these kids. Like mm. these weren't these kids weren't just putzing around. They were really something. The, they went up against the guys with the jerseys and the real field, and they kicked their asses. But yeah, they really got believed, mythologized there. Yeah, like I already believed in these kids. I didn't really. I don't think I need that scene. And then the second half of the movie turned into watch these kids try to get a ball back. See, I don't know. That was the song that got the comments from me and Sam. That was what? the music. The, the music that was playing during their the, the kids contraption trying to get the ball back uh did you notice there was like a like a dog squeak toy as like the main instrument in that song was it really no, no I don't yeah. that at all. it was really cute oh like, i don't know this movie for me is like the closest thing to my childhood like a bunch of kids just doing whatever they want during the summer like did you grow like, up as a guy sam because like i don't relate to this movie at all <laughs> what i no i mean my mom like watched a bunch of kids and she was like, go play outside. And then we just like played outside and solved fake problems that were like easy to solve, but we solved them in terribly difficult ways. Okay. Like we put on a concert and like tried to hook up a curtain on like, had to like move tables and like tried taping it up and it fell down. Then we tried like push pinning it in and it fell down. Then we tried like getting brooms and propping it up and like, you know, like they did with like, Grabbing things and like sticking them through the fence and. Did you blow up a treehouse? <laughs> with vacuums. No. With giant fireballs. <laughs> no. However, I did. Um, I did get a Polaroid camera for Christmas, and I really wanted to know what was in the cartridge, oh, and I no. tried cutting it open with scissors, and oh, no. I like cut the edge, and it sparked, and I. I just panicked and I ran. I was like, mom, I caught my room on fire. <laughs> she goes running upstairs and there's like nothing wrong. And I just got scared because I sparked it. There was a vibe about this movie and I kind of, I kind of saw it too was, uh, I mean, maybe tell me if this applies properly, but it, it's, it's the combination of both being completely unsupervised as a child and also like the, the hardcore like cul-de-sac vibe where you had that safe, empty space where no one else ever was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you had both of those things, you had this childhood. Yeah. I had that. I totally did. I, it also helps it for it to be the 1960s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other interesting <laughs> thing that I was commenting on when we were watching the movie was, uh, can can you imagine a time, do you remember a time before internet when you couldn't look stuff up like Babe Ruth? 
and like you didn't know who that was and the information wasn't easily accessible to you. And so you would look dumb and it was easier to like look dumb in front of your peers as opposed to nowadays. It's very easy to uh, just Google search something and like find the information right away. Also, as a kid, like looking dumb is just like soul crushing. Yeah. Like as an adult, you handle it a little better. You're like, oh, you didn't know that. And as a kid, you're like, what? I'm instantly better than you because I knew something that you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. The kids in this movie were just really bad kids. (laughs) Just very, very mean children. But I would argue your point about the being called throwing like a girl that I think Kids yeah. are like that, yeah. for sure. And it's kind of Kids, innocence, tell us. You know? Please, if you're listening, tell us if we're wrong. Don't, Lord, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> children, don't listen to this show. So, I think we have to acknowledge what what I see as the, elef- the gigantic elephant in the room here. So, this movie, to put it kindly, um, strongly borrows from Stand By Me. Yeah. Which I've never seen. I've never seen it either. And, and I was making that comparison too, that I was like, of, it sounds like Stand By Me. It's kind of a shame that you haven't seen it. And and I apologize for our great listener who recommended this movie and for other people who love this movie. But I feel like this movie hit every note that Stand By Me hit and nowhere near as well. And I really, I want all of you to to see or to have seen Stand By Me, because I think everything you like about this movie is done so much better in Stand By Me. There's no baseball, and that's the only thing. Everything else, like, everything's done so right. Well, it's like a coming-of-age story, right? Yes, and and there are even, like, very weird things that I didn't realize until watching this, like wow, they hit that note too. Mm, like a lot of notes they hit I'd from like Stand By it, Me. For sure. I always thought like Stand By Me was more serious. Like I wouldn't say Sandlot is a serious movie. It's like fluff, uh, you know? As I say, it does have a little bit of heart, but it's not like meant to be super emotional. Whereas I feel like Stand By Me is like supposed to have that impact, you know? Yeah, Stand By Me is is more serious, it's heavier, and this is a more cartoonish, you know, maybe you would call it fun. Um, Yeah. But it just... (laughs) Maybe you would call it fun. (laughs) You guys are raining on my parade right now. I love this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I would love to just immediately switch over and watch Stand By Me and get your feelings on that. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. I don't know anything about it, so I can't really... Speak to it. Yeah, I mean, I never really thought about this sort of thing when I was a kid and when I saw Sandlot the first time, but it looks pretty bold at some of the things they take straight out of Stand By Me. There was a lot of dust effects. Everything they did had like a oh, big yeah. poof of dust. That's true. I did like they played with like um, frame rates now and again. Like uh, when the kid is looking out of the treehouse. They're like, look out if you're so brave. And so he looks out and he sees the dog. And then there's this panning camera shot over the dog's lair. And then it goes back up to the kid and they like sped up the frame rate there. Mm -hmm. And it just really added to that like Looney Tunes sort of vibe to the movie, which I liked. I liked that style. Definitely. Also like one of those introductory shots of, of Hercules, the dog. 
where you see the shadow of it on the fence and it's a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> I missed that. It wasn't oh, a dinosaur. It, it was, was just huge. Straight up a dinosaur. It was wow. the T-Rex shadow. I don't know. That's I just awesome. think it's I think it's things like that that made the movie really charming, you know, like little tweaks yeah. that were obviously not realistic but totally how you would have saw it like as a kid. You yes. know? Oh, there's a huge dog next door and like Really, it's a normal sized dog, but to you, it's the size of a dinosaur. Right, it's yeah. so vicious. Ah. And and I I worship that sensibility. I love that sensibility. But I think that resonated a lot better for me as a child than it did this time. Like this oh, time, it's was, like, ooh, that puppet doesn't work. Yeah, the puppet well, was a little hard. Of course, but I feel like that was kind of intentional. I, I do agree with you, especially in that, that fake flashback when they're telling the legend and it's all black and white. It's see, like I there see, the puppet worked for me, but I just wish that they used the real dog every other time. Like there Well, it was like a pretty linear transition from dinosaur shadow to like giant puppet monster dog to like real dog. And they yeah. never went backwards in that. Yeah, so there. I think there's a lot to love in, in all that. So, Brett, what, what's your final judgment on Sandlot? Well, uh, I, I really like this movie. <laughs> Me and Sam were talking about it. It really does feel a lot like my actual childhood. I had, I had the crew. Uh, I had the horrendous lack of adult supervision. And uh, this is just kind of like... It, Honestly, it doesn't matter how good the movie was uh, story-wise because it was such a strong nostalgia factor that it like it brought out a lot of enjoyment just from that. But on top of that, it was really just a cute story about kind of a inconsequential, you know, we lost our baseball, like how do we get it back, kid logic kind of movie. I had a really good time, though. I don't regret re-watching this one. I think I'm on the other side of the fence there. I was not... So on board with it. It's funny, like, I respect the goals of this movie, and I want filmmakers to make films like this. Um, Minus it, the sexism. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it didn't land on me, and, and maybe it's an age thing. It didn't land with me very well this time. It didn't stand by you? And, and yeah, and, and the whole time, <laughs> I'm just wishing I was watching Stand By Me. And I want to immediately turn around and watch Stand By Me. Sam, you go next. Because you liked it, right? Yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought it was really funny, charming. I mean, if you're expecting it to be, like, more than it was, I could see why you'd be disappointed. But just as, like, a super fun, like, child, like, in the mind of a child type story, I think it was really successful. And Brett and I were, like, cracking up a ton while we were watching it just like busting up laughing and overall I just really enjoyed it and honestly I was sitting there thinking like why don't more people know this is a good movie so I'm kind of shocked that you guys don't like it well Rotten Tomatoes disagrees with you with a 58% <laughs> oh man this had a 4.8 stars out of 5 on uh, uh, oh, Google can't. Play uh, ratings I, oh. I personally I have to agree with Nick it didn't uh, this didn't really resonate with my childhood. Um, it felt very male centric, which didn't really resonate with me necessarily, even though I was a tomboy, but I'm also not a sports fan. Like I don't, I've never really liked sports. I've never really played sports. So 
that didn't really hold with me much. I liked the cartoony aspect of the filmmaking behind it, though. And I liked the stylisticness of it. But um, I, I honestly... I give Goonies a lot of shit. I would much rather watch Goonies before ever watching this what? movie again. Personally, this was so much better than Goonies. Well, I have the, to the interesting thing was like I had the thought during the movie. I, I agreed with you. It's it's a movie uh, about boys for boys. Yeah. Uh, no girls allowed. Definitely, like, they make that loud and uh, clear. <laughs> No, t- totally. And uh, like that one kid weird. says, I would have brought my sister if I knew we needed another player, but I didn't, you know? Yeah. And contrasting that with the Goonies where we were, uh, uh, you know, like if you, if you would have gender swapped any of the Goonies, it still would have been a good story. Yeah. The story is like weird and, and doesn't quite fit if you were to do that with the characters here. Definitely. Because. Mm-hmm. Ooh, speaking of gender swapping. And movies. This makes me really, really, really want to rewatch A League of Their Own. We were talking about Which, that before. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, Ooh. we're talking about how I I'm bored by sports completely, but I really like baseball movies. Mm-hmm. And League of Their Own is a good movie, and Field of Dreams is a masterpiece. What's the one with uh, Doc Brown? Isn't he Back in to one the of Future? Them? No, <laughs> <laughs> isn't he in one of those baseball movies? Oh, Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, yeah that one. With oh Christopher Lloyd. no, 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 no. No, I remember liking that. One. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Speaking There's of baseball no way movies, that's still good. When when the kid in this movie caught the ball and hit his eye, I swear to God, I remembered him saying "funky butt loving," and what? then I remember, <laughs> no, that's uh, that's the the one with the kid who breaks his arm and then he can pitch really well. What's the name of the movie, Brett? Uh, oh my God, I know this movie. Uh oh, I had it on VHS. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called though. I I just find it really really hard to believe that you thought Buffy was still a good movie and you don't like the Sandlot. Buffy was, yeah, Buffy was way worse than Sandlot. I will give you that, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) This was way better than Buffy. (laughs) Sorry, Nick. Rookie of the year. Oh, damn it. Were you IMDb-ing? I, as the, it was right there. Oh, uh, so close. See, so I far. beat you even with I, you had IMDb. Oh, uh, well, I was doing the stupid Google thing. Anyway, so, so hey, this dog was 199 years old in dog years, which is like, haha, I guess he wasn't that old. 28 and a half years old, guys. Wow, that's pretty old. <laughs> He was, it's he, not the oldest dog ever, but it's really fucking close. And that's the oldest. That's a really old Mastiff. I have some bad news. What? Mastiffs, big dogs, the bigger the dog, the less they live. Oh, so no. That. So this dog oh, was like a miracle dog. He lived two dog lives. Miracle yeah, dog. Yeah, totally. Two dog. Definitely. Two dog. Well, that's why he was named Hercules. Hercules! Hercules! Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> oh, God. Did we just do that at the same time? Did what you is know? wrong with Quote, me? Uh, uh, this is just Eddie Murphy. No, oh my God, I can't believe we did that. That is horrible. So, Bryce, what did you think of the Sandlot? I'm sorry. All right, so that Thanks, is Bryce. our review of 1993's The Sandlot. Could you please sound a little bit more sad and pathetic when you say that, Nick? Just a little bit. I mean, it hurts enough already, but I really want it to hurt. (laughs) 
Hey, I can't take away your joy, nor would I. You tried to take away his joy with Buffy, I guess. I guess. You could say you guys are even. Sorry. It was all of us versus you on Buffy. It really was. Yeah, everyone everyone likes the show better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody I've never would even seen the show and I like it better. <laughs> Although both Buffy and Sandlot took a really weird Looney Tunes turn at the end, didn't they? They did. Yeah, Buffy huh. did too. I actually liked Buffy better at the end. <laughs> oh, that was one thing I didn't like about the movie was like the cheesy recap at the end. And like they all fade out on the baseball oh, field. Yeah, that was pretty cheesy. I was like, I was like, eh, you had me until this point. Eh. And I was like, I'll let it go because I love this movie. Yeah, wait, wait till you <laughs> see another movie that did that right. Ooh. Oh, yeah. my uh, God. Wait, so they did that in Stand By Me too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, okay, we Will have to quit do giving Stand shit By Me away? Okay, yeah, I kind of want to watch this movie. Yeah. We'll, we'll add it to the list, and you know, we'll spin the wheel, and one day we'll watch it. Yeah, Bryce just said, now we know how it ends. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, this podcast is part of the Last Stash uh, content network. We have this podcast and a YouTube channel where we have a drinking show, video game parodies, a cooking show, and, like, other stuff sometimes. Yeah, if you haven't gotten enough of a Drunk Us, you can watch us on uh, <laughs> Let's Drink. But also, speaking of the video game parodies, just a quick update to all of our podcast listeners out there. If you're not familiar with what we do, we do do video game parodies, and I can't stress enough that we just shot a uh, Fallout 4 parody that is going to be so awesome because I've already seen some of the special effects work that Bryce has done and it's amazing. So stay tuned for that. So be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Laugh TV. You can also follow us on Twitter at Laugh TV and you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Let's Rewatch and please make sure that you tweet movie suggestions to us and we promise that we'll actually get to you like we did for ralph thank you ralph for suggesting this we really appreciate you calling us on our shit we're sorry that we haven't gotten to suggestions before this and we and just some of us know. really enjoyed the movie yeah some of us yeah, really yeah. sorry that ralph. your suggestion made like nick want to ralph but we really appreciate you guys on Twitter and on iTunes leaving reviews. We appreciate hearing from you. Please send us a Twitter message or on iTunes, right, Sam? That's right. And if you liked us, please go ahead and review us on iTunes or on Stitcher. Just iTunes. Stitcher. Stitcher. Oh, Stitcher. Okay. I'm glad you said that word because. I kept thinking Libsyn, which is really where our podcast is hosted. But uh, yeah, Stitcher for Android, yeah. iTunes for iOS, and Libsyn for the internet. Mm-hmm. Rewatch.libsyn.com. Yes. Also, uh, you know, uh, at Let's Rewatch on Twitter, but we also have personal Twitters. Brett Eagles, Sam L. Wilson. Ashes Stash. At One Wheel Nick. Eggnoff. <laughs> Thanks, Rice. God. <laughs> So make sure you're subscribed and check back every two weeks. We'll be back again two weeks from now with another episode of Let's Rewatch. Next time on Let's Rewatch. 
<laughs> We're going to watch Attack of the Jurassic Shark. Attack of the Jurassic Shark. <laughs> <laughs>